Hello and welcome to Smart Businesses Do This. I'm your host, Adam Lyons, and today we are going to be sharing with you real estate hacks. You are listening to Smart Businesses Do This, the podcast show for freelancers, side hustlers, and upcoming small business owners who want to transform their current business or business idea into a company that is built to succeed, simple to run, and gives you the freedom to live your life on your own terms. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started. Now, what I love about this episode is I'm joined by this incredible gentleman, Zach, who I met yesterday, and I met him because I'm buying a home from him. And in the process of buying the home, Zach says to me, well, you know what you want to do? And then he gives me all these tips, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I I haven't interviewed some of the best real estate experts in the world, and they knew half of what this guy was saying yesterday, um, which blows me away. So Zach, let me start really simply. How did you get into doing real estate and doing property development and everything that you do? Uh, When I was young, when I was 14, my dad lost his business and we moved up here and I lived on the back porch and you get hit by rain and everything else. I promised myself I'd never be poor. So I just started watching how other people did it and uh, how how do you get there and then I moved off to college at 15 and I went to the school of finance, the school of school of business, but I was finance, marketing and math. And in there learned, learned a lot about how to organize and structure money to do stuff. And at 18 bought my first property and that's where it started. It's amazing. How, how many properties do you have at the moment? Like, do you have a whole bunch or do you move between them? Um, over the course of my career, I've had over 400, about wow. 450 currently like in my portfolio. 50, 60, 50, 60. That, and this is great. And, and again, I know people that have a, a whole bunch, but they're normally doing it with outside investors. Uh, do you bring on outside investors or do you do most of it yourself? Um, a lot of times uh, on the larger projects, like the, the, one of the ones I'm working on now, I, I do have investors. They're normally personal friends. Um, breaking into that larger investment group, uh, they're, they, they just want way more of your time, your money, your energy, and everything else for a lot less return. So I normally do it with local friends and stuff like that. And we just team up and figure out the money. It's always figuring out the money structure. If you can figure out the money structure, then it doesn't matter what you buy. I mean, it really doesn't. So, so I love it. So I was, um, I, I was actually uh, talking to a guy yesterday. Uh, he, he's actually in the, in the audience named Lucas. Shout out to Lucas who's here. And um, he's an entrepreneur. He's run his business for a while. He's doing about 20 grand a month, give or take. So it's like, you know, new, new entrepreneur. And I said to him, have you bought any property yet? And he goes, not yet. And I said, well, why not? And he goes, it just hasn't come up yet. Right? It's not something I've done. And yeah, no, I love that you're smiling. In my experience, many young entrepreneurs have not made that leap into buying property or doing something with a property. Um, and I was thinking from your perspective, what would be a great first step for somebody to get into property? And most of them are very happy renting. Like they rent a one bedroom apartment. Renting is not bad. Right. But if they wanted to buy something as a first investment, and they're, let's just say they're making, you know, between 10, let's say 10 grand a month, let's say somebody's doing it, what would you recommend is a good first step that they could do something as an investment property versus, you know, to go and move into it? Anything. Anything. Like, I've, I've stood on the courthouse steps and bought a piece of property I've never seen for $300 many times. Never even seen a property. Wait, There's only. Say that again. You stood on the courthouse steps. And bought a piece of property you've never seen, and then did you say $300? I had $1,000 in my pocket, I'm buying land. 
Okay. And that's all. That's oh, you, for three hundred bucks. Hmm? How? That that's I have no idea. Like well, that's, that that's that's a that's a that's a tax relief. And the pro those particular properties were in an undeveloped area. There was no roads. There was no power. There's no sewer. There's no water. It's got to have a four wheel drive truck to get there. The only way to make money in reality is inflation. Okay. Believe it or not, look this up. Inflation, it's real money. Yeah. So in, inflation is how you do it. So any piece of land due to inflation, 3% per year, XYZ is going to go up in value. And if you only have X amount of cost in it, your taxes are going to stay low. So it doesn't really matter. Just hold the property or accumulate enough of them, put them together and make a package out of them. But in that respect, I started buying land at a very young age. I mean, we, were, we didn't have a lot of money. I mean, I mean, there's making 26 grand a year, but I got 300 bucks. I'll go down there and buy something. But over the course of time, over the course of about four or five years, in that particular situation, I ended up buying uh, about 90 properties for a total of $150,000, all half-acre tracks, put them together, and then I put in the roads, power, sewer, and water, and the last one I sold was for $110,000. Okay, okay. So the, he, and here's what happens when you meet a real expert, by the way, guys. Because Zach isn't a coach, a teacher, a, a, an expert, or, or, or um, you know, an authority. Zach's doing it, like actually doing it. And I can always tell because he's saying things that to him are really normal. And to me, I'm like, what do you mean? It, let's just say I want to go and buy a half acre track of land from a courthouse. What do I, how, how is that a thing? What do I do? Like, how do I learn? Can I just like walk up to the courthouse and be like, hey, I want, get me one of those tracks of land. Believe it or not, every courthouse in America has them. Has what? We can walk right over there right now and go do it. It's it's posted on the front door. I could just go to a court. This Every courthouse has them posted on the front door. Why? Why is this? Because if if you repossess land due to taxes, okay, you have to resell it to regain your taxes, and you can only gain back the amount that you lost. So some of these properties, like those properties in particular, it was a subdivision built in 1968 and never developed. We had a large military presence here. Yeah, uh, that Bastard, military yep. president's left. A lot of those people moved to Korea. They moved uh, all over the globe. They don't even know where the property's at. They don't pay the tax anymore. They go into states. They go all over the place. So I can buy you lunch. That you and me could go to the courthouse, and I could buy a tract land. Well, you, <laughs> you you get these sheets right, and you read them, and you kind of do your best guess. Or you go drive by them, you take a look at them, you see what it is. But remember, there's going to be competition, right? So. You're not the only one standing there in this particular circumstance. So is it an auction? Is that how it works? Yeah, they're auctions. They just stand out in front of the courthouse and beat it by, by, you know, that kind of shit. They stand in front of the courthouse and beat it by, beat it by. There's like right, actual right all the steps, on okay. the courthouse steps. Absolutely. Got it. What, and, what are they, what are they, like in this area, because you live in this area, what are they, to, let's just like a plot in this area. What would I be looking at? What would the price be? What? Oh man, that's so varied. I'm sorry. That's, that, that's, that's not even a question. It's, I mean, that's irresponsible to even ask it that way. Okay. Because it depends on how much money you've got to play with, what you're looking for, how fast can you turn it. So there's all sorts. Uh, yeah, got it. Uh, and then and then somebody can own a oh uh, hundred fifty thousand dollars of tax on something. I mean, it's possible. So you're buying the land, you're taking over the taxes. Hey, right, and but then you got to know all the rules behind that. First off, you have to pay by three o'clock, or you get arrested. That's against the law to go bid on something and not pay. So you better have the money in your pocket. Uh, <laughs> and then depending on the depending on the type of land structures and all that kind of stuff, sometimes you have to hold them for a year. The person has the opportunity to buy it back at a uh, at a at a twenty five percent gain. Um, and then you run into maintenance issues. Like if there's a structure on there, you have to hold it for a lot longer, uh, two to five years, depending on if it was a homestead and all this kind of thing. So you gotta, you gotta really read up on, on the laws and, and how it works. But generally speaking, if you have any kind of skill sets, you can take a piece of property, first off, use time inflation. And second off, use the ability to, to enhance the, 
the situation well, and then turn around <laughs> and make really gnarly profits on them. This, this is amazing, by the way. Um, how would somebody learn about this stuff if they wanted to? Like you say read up, like, is there a resource they can go to? Or, I mean, are you just going to say, like, go to the Courthouse <laughs> website and I'm going to uh, use my microphone? So, like, MDVBA is who does it here? Who does it? it? M MDVBA is, MDVBA. like, uh, it's a law firm that actually runs it for the counties. So, they have multiple counties. So, instead of just going to Courthouse, you can go on their website and they have multiple courthouses and you just download the stuff. MDVBA.com? I think that's what it is. That's so funny. That's yeah, good enough. It's a law firm. Um, so it's crazy. But you know, you say, how do you learn about it? Uh, earlier, you, you you know, you asked a you asked a question about how do you run a successful business? Having the ability to make a decision. Got it. In other words, if that's something you want to do, go. Yeah. Make the decision. Running around asking nine million people when I mean we got Google now. I did this whenever we had encyclopedias. You know. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not, I'm not a techie. I just imagine you're like going to the library, pull out the encyclopedia, yeah. how to buy land from a courthouse. <laughs> right. Well, in, in, in this room, you have the oil and gas guys. I mean, they do the same thing. They go to the county records and, and you just start reading through them. And, and I mean, over time you build up the skill set. It's like anything else. There's no magic pill you're going to take to become wealthy. You have to get out there and do it. Make the decision. I, right or wrong, make the decision. I have bought pieces of property that, holy shit. Uh, and it, uh, investor, investor money, right? I was, and this is at the county courthouse. Awesome piece of property is going to be, uh, 80 grand Yahtzee. I transposed a number and bought a hillside that was sloped about like that. Had an $80,000 ski slope. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Call your investor and go, oops. <laughs> I didn't look at the gradient, but we turned it into a good situation. So basically there's other people out there that are looking for tracks and things of that sort. And so, I, again, I put it in a group with some really gnarly properties, and then I bought some properties that were nearby it. So it, you, you know, I, I packaged it up as a deal, and, of course, they're looking at that one going, we don't want that one. I'm like, well, that one's $0. I apologize. Yeah. So you can give it back to me. I'll take it, but your price is not going down. That's correct. I already calculated in that it's a ski slope, you know, and they're like, oh, so, you know, get it out of your portfolio. But you can also hold those things in your portfolio because, generally speaking, uh, for, for assets, because generally speaking, a bank just wants to know you have stuff, yeah. right? So it still says 2.5 acres. It doesn't say anything about hill slopes. That, that kind that's of how you missed it, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So so sometimes you have some of those, you know, really shitty ones in your portfolio for a little bit, but just utilize them for, for what they're worth, this, you know? This is this is fabulous. This is great. Do you lean more towards buying land or buying properties? In my mind, you just said the same thing, so. Like a building? Or like a, a land in a building or just land? Um, because I'm a developer, I like land. Adam. Uh, I, it costs more to remodel than it does to, to just build the damn thing. Love that. So, I mean, I do buy stuff if I can get it at the right price and convert it and turn it. And My experience is the opposite. This is so funny. I love hearing it. My experience is it's cheaper to remodel than it is to build from scratch. But you're saying it's cheaper to build from scratch. Yeah, but I mean, you're not a framer. You're not a, you're not a carpenter. You're not an electrician. You do, know? do you do so, that stuff yourself? I mean, I had the ability. That's how it started out. Got it. Um, I mean, nowadays, not very much. I'm yeah. kind of one-armed over here. But it's, <laughs> but it's still cheaper for you to hire people to do it because you know what you're doing? Well, and you would have... So in, in our industry, and this is important for all of you, in our industry, if you hire a subcontractor that, that does work for us, you're going to pay retail. Yeah. So you're going to pay the same for having a general contractor or developer as you're going to pay the individual. 
Yeah. People don't realize that, but we force the situation, right? Because if you go do work for the same price for me that you're doing for them, you no longer have a job. Bye. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I'm 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 feeding your family, and they just that's a one-off. That's a bonus check. Yeah. Treat it like a bonus check. And people don't understand that. I mean, um, so again, for me, it's and, and also remember that I can perform the task. So my price is going to be a lot different than. Well, yeah, you know what's you're awesome. Yeah, you're like, yeah. wait, what are you what are you trying to charge me on that, bro? Yeah, and, and, and then also having the ability to you know walk around, look at beams, and you know do all those kind of things. So for somebody for somebody like yourself that doesn't necessarily do that, then yes, a remodel probably would be cheaper and easier, and you can kind of dabble in it just a little bit. For me, I mean, it's going to take less time, be cheaper and faster and prettier if you just build it from the ground up. It's amazing. This is this is so valuable. So, what uh, I know you mentioned like back in the day, you were buying properties for three hundred dollars. Is that even feasible nowadays? Depends on where you buy. I just bought um, I just bought twenty eight properties on the water in Calhoun County for forty five grand. How far away is Calhoun County from there? It's uh, it's on the Texas coast, down by like Port Lavaca. Port O'Connor. That's a great little area. Mm-hmm. And so you, that's like 2K a track on the river, give or take. River my ass. It's the Gulf of Mexico, baby. Oh, on the ocean? Yeah. You bought ocean front land for 2K a pop, roughly. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the last ocean front property I looked at was 650 grand. So get this. Once again, you got it. The property wasn't for sale. Yep. I observed it, drove by it. I would have. Stuff on my phone that allows me to look up who owns it right there. I mean, I can be standing on your property and tell you everybody owns it from for 100 years. Got the guy's phone number, called him. He lived in Louisiana. He inherited he inherited the property. It had been sitting in, in his lap for 10 years or so. This area traditionally is a very poor area. Um, Wait, how did you find out this existed? Well, I also own a marina on the water. <laughs> All right, so you own a marina. I own a bar, grill, marina. I just sold it, by the way, about a month so, ago. Okay, you had a bar, grill, and marina on the Yeah, water. so I'm always driving around. that, you learned about the tra- You drove past and you saw it. Right, so how do you increase your business that's down on there in the water? You start increasing the housing, and you bring the higher rents, and you bring that stuff with you. So <laughs> so I drive around. So anyways, I called the guy in Louisiana, and I was like, hey, dude, you want to sell that property you got? And he goes, man, I've been trying to get rid of that shit for years. I'm like, how much you want for it? He said, 45000 I said, I'll send you a contract today, and I'll send you the money tomorrow. And he's like, you shit me? I'm like, no, here. But for for them, that was a shithole area, and they have never been back. Same so, thing as how I used to buy property in Bastrop County. You got to remember, oh, this is late like 90s and, and early 2000s. Bastrop was still a two-lane road going through. Yeah. So, again, inflation is how you make money. For them. Um, wait for it to come. Yeah. So, if you think you're going to go into downtown Austin on 6th Street and buy a building, and you're going to turn that thing in a year and make a shit ton of money, you're a fool. Dude, I, and I love that you said this because my, my business partner Lloyd's in the crowd and it took me, I, I mean, granted it didn't take me that long, but it took me months to convince him buying Bastrop, not in Austin. <laughs> because he was like, I want to live in Austin, I want to live in Austin. I'm like, yeah, but you're going to make more money buying in Bastrop. Yeah. Um, and I love that you're saying this because it's just something I've known for a long time, which is you want to buy where people will end up going, not where they're going today. Right. Where they're going today is always going to be premium. Where they will be going and, and having that foresight. And I mean, you, you and I both, you know, we understand Bastrop. But most people don't understand Bastrop. And uh, this podcast is like half a business podcast and half an advertisement for Bastrop, I think. But like, I'll, I'll make it clear again. We've got Ryan Holiday, one of the most prolific authors, authors of our current time, has a bookstore in Bastrop. And that's huge. We have a film studio that used to be here in the 70s. It was big, did a lot of horror films. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was filmed in Bastrop. 
And now we've got a new studio that has over $14 million of development in it that has helped produce the latest DC movies and a Disney film and a whole bunch of other stuff here in Bastrop. We have a five-star higher resort. We have golfing. We have a river. Um, the same river that everyone hangs out on in Austin, except ours doesn't have traffic. Mm -hmm. And we are the same distance from... And you can have canned beer while you're going down. And you can have canned beer when you're going down, which you can't have in Austin. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Or New Braunfels now or San Marcos. Wow, you can't have canned yeah. beer there, but you can here. Mm -hmm. oh, Bastrop isn't open carry, right? But it is on the river. Is that how that works? Like open New container? Water kind of changes the rules when you're on top of water it. Water changes the rules. There you go. I love that. Um, so yeah, so Bastrop, you can do that. I mean... There's so many reasons why Bastrop will be up and coming or is up and coming and is, is the time to invest here. So I'm, I'm, I'm heavy all in on Bastrop. I mean, it's one and, minor and the studio you're talking about that you said has $14 million worth of structures, the $14 million is the infrastructure. Yes. That's not the structures. No, no, yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, of infrastructure, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, the structures are yeah. very expensive. And I got the property right over there too. <laughs> Just call me about that one. Um, so yeah, uh, all that property leading down there, I used to own too. That's Floyd down there. That's freaking awesome. I love this. So, so this is great. And what I really like about this, and I, I've got a really good buddy of mine um, who is sort of like lives out Midwest, who likes buying random tracts of land, mm -hmm. and he does it by uh, just reaching out to people called mm -hmm. and messaging them, um, negotiating. He likes buying properties that doesn't have direct roadway access, mm -hmm. and then in the middle of negotiating it, he negotiates everyone around it to get the road approval mm. and then he buys it after getting the road approval and then instantly flips it right with the road approval to somebody else well, that's that's what, what you do with a lot of these um you take you buy the property you come up with the idea you get it all the approvals and everything else and again you're increasing the value of that property because the developer that's going to come in wants something they don't want something that's going to take them two years to prepare yep like that project i'm starting i've been at it for three years to get everything done um and that takes a whole lot. I mean, go all the way back to buying the property. Another, you, you want hacks. Here's a hack. Yep. Um, and I'm going to use fake numbers and fake locations. Totally. Um, but there's a piece of property that I had my eyes on for like 10 years. I knew the owners, a bunch of old guys, you know, uh, investor guys, the big, big names around here in Austin. And they just had it as a, as a, uh, as a kennel ranch kind of mm -hmm. thing. And I told them if they ever want to sell it, I'll buy it, you know, but. They never approached. Well, I see a sales sign come up on it. Well, that sat there for like three years, right? Nobody bought it. So I called up the old man. I said, hey, how much for the property? All right, and I'm going to use random numbers. Cool. Right? And he's like, uh, you know, $3 million. I'm like, shit, that's a lot of money. Never mind. Talk to you later. They sat there a little bit longer, and so I just sent a contract over for a million. You just said okay. your contract for a third less is brilliant. And I explained to him, I was like, and, and we'd already had quite a few conversations, and he's like, you know, it's a floodplain, and this, that, and the other. And I said, I understand that. He goes, but one day somebody will want it. And I said, well, at least today. There's, there's my offer, man. I mean, <laughs> you're right. It's a floodplain, this, that, and the other. So they went, he's like, okay, fine. What the fuck? I don't have a million dollars. Now we've got a problem. <laughs> I, I don't have that. Yeah. Uh, so... So, of course, I get on the phone, start calling buddies and banks and everybody else, and we pulled it off. We took one buddy's property, leveraged it because it was paid for, used that as the as the leverage against it, um, got a zero down, like 3% interest, you know, all that kind of mess. And then from there, I turned around, busted it up, and sold out enough tracks to pay off the million dollars. Ha, but I'm still left with a lot of, a lot of property. Yeah. So now you're zero, and technically, I haven't spent it down. Just to confirm, you got the 0% because you leveraged another property, that was essentially right. a so you don't need a deposit. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. I mean, they get they get they're going to take quite a bit of 
quite a bit from you. I mean, and that's how you work with the banks. You got to give them enough, enough leverage where they're not scared. So anyways, um, here's the hack. You ready? It was a floodplain X. Floodplain X is when FEMA has not studied it. So they put an X behind it, which means, ah, we've never studied it, but it says floodplain on your survey. So this entire time they think they're in a floodplain. Ha ha. Floodplain X means it might be a floodplain. Not so all you do is floodplain. Pay, you're right. <laughs> but if you stand on the property, there's people's houses below it. Yeah. And I've been driving by for 10 years. There ain't no water on it. So called FEMA. I sent on my drainage study. They did the loma on it. And now it's not a floodplain. So now you, and you see what I'm saying? So you, but you have to know all those just, things. Just, you have to know what people's personality. I didn't correct him. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not I mean, I'm not going to increase my price, yeah. but I mean, so you, you know, it's it, a floodplain. Okay. You get it for a million instead of 3 million. You have somebody else put up their house as the collateral to be an investor in it. You have no debt down payment. Can't use a house. Right, not a house, a property. Right. So a property, that's brilliant. So you have somebody else put up a property as the down payment, as the collateral, mm -hmm. and then you divide up the track's land, sell off a whole chunk of it, which pays back the millions so you don't owe the money, and now you've got a whole bunch of land that isn't a floodplain. Right. Yeah, that's a really good hack. That's freaking brilliant. Um, this guy is an absolute genius, by the way. Like, so we're super, super happy that we got to connect. And, and we've been like orbiting each other in Bastrop, so I'm glad that we got to connect. I'm glad Scott to bring him on the show. In your mind, just to summarize at the end of the episode, what does a smart business do in like a, a single sentence or paragraph? Well, that's what I was saying. To me, be, be able to make a decision. Be able to I mean, make a decision. I, I've, I've had partners, I've had businesses, I've had friends, all that mess. And the one, the one thing that I see that people struggle with is am I making the right decision? It don't make a fuck. Make a decision. Love it. Period. Love it. If it's wrong, you're going to find out. You know what Yoda says, right, from Star Wars? No. Do or do not, there is no try. Right. It's like, do it. And that's how I feel. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I would, I would rather you be wrong and learn than to not have made a decision and wonder the rest, the rest of your life what would have happened. And that's in everything. I mean, make the decision. Stand on the cliff. You're going to jump or you're going to go back. Either way, it doesn't matter, but don't... It, don't well, spend too much time. down the side, yeah, right? It's it's, like, it's, well, you might. I mean, but it's yeah. still, you found out what happened, at least. I mean, how many people go through their whole life and don't ever find out what's going to happen because they cannot make a damn decision? I mean, that's the hard, I, it's just the struggle that I see people with. Dude, I absolutely love this. So um, if somebody wanted to learn more about you and come and find you, I know you have no social media. Do you have a website somebody can go and learn more about? No, basically, you just can't. So... Um, I mean, you got my phone number. Yeah, it's a, he's, he's also, I'm not going to give his phone number out on the internet. But yeah. this is what I will say is if, if you love Zach and, you, and you're interested in getting to connect more with him, um, this is the cool thing that we cover in our mastermind. We get very cool people who are real and doing absolutely amazing things. Getting to be in a room like this is probably one of the most powerful things. But I don't expect you to take my word for it and just to jump on board. Let me give you something for free. Check it out if you like it and you want to learn more about our mastermind and to be able to meet some incredibly uh, talented individuals and get their phone number. Uh, go to thesmartblueprint.com forward slash gift. Uh, download the sales script gift. That's really going to help you if you don't have sales scripts or your sales automated. Um, that can help you do that. It will also get you into our system to be able to communicate with our team, chat to our team, ask them about the mastermind. We'd love to have you in our mastermind and get, to, of course, to watch all of the podcasts that we record live. Zach, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And um, for everybody here at uh, Smart Businesses Do This, thank you once again for tuning in. Now, if you're new to the podcast and you want to learn more about how to build a smart business, then the absolute best place to start 
is with my Smart Blueprint ebook. Over 10,000 people have already gone through the book, and it's one of the most comprehensive resources on strategically building and growing your business that you can find anywhere for free. Just visit thesmartblueprint.com forward slash ebook to grab a free copy. And I'll see you on the next episode of Smart Businesses Do This.